Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. What's up, Brian Deegan here. I'm excited to bring you our podcast, The Deegans, that will be every Wednesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. We'll be covering many subjects such as racing, family, how we stay together, how we thrive as a family. So I think it's exciting. We're going to cover all those subjects and many more. Be sure you guys check out our new podcast, The Deegans, airing every Wednesday on Podcast One and on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. We are fully assembled, seating back from Ireland. Actually, somebody said they saw you in Ireland. I got an email that said, was Seton in Dublin over Thanksgiving? Did you run into somebody or did they just think that they may have seen you? Can't say that I did, Danny. (laughs) Oh, wow. I... uh, (laughs) I, I can tell that you brought back a souvenir. Don't know what you're talking about. You're kind of like when Madonna lived in London for a little while, and then she came back. And <laughs> this she, conflict. And then she had this. Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, did that as well. Came back with an accent. I'm pretty sure that if I spent another couple of days there, uh, the brogue would have been sneaking in little by little. <laughs> you would have said turdy turd. Yeah, the turd. Uh, we're global here. We are. We've gone global here. I got a couple of uh, email. I got one that said, uh, hey, was Seton in Dublin over Thanksgiving weekend? I also got this uh, to DP in the Danettes. As an expat American living in Israel, USA sports coverage is non-existent. I follow the show on YouTube and the app every day. You guys make me feel at home. Thank you for your coverage, analysis, jokes, tough questions, and good times. From a homesick sports fan, Eric P.S., Shout out to my Jew crew from the Holy Land. Suck it front row. All righty. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I mean, that, I was waiting for the suck it front row on that email. <laughs> you were hoping for suck it front row. Yes, Paul. I got a couple of boys over at the Vatican who listen to the show, and oh, they would do. like to weigh in. <laughs> Vatican City, they love us over there. Just want to equal time. All right, welcome to the program. Already in progress, as you can tell. Reggie Miller will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. Phone calls always welcome. Emails from around the world. Also, your tweets are welcome. And uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. That email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. This program is brought to you by the great folks at True Car. They show you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience probably not fair but we do judge quarterbacks more than any other position and the bottom line is wins and losses how you did in the playoffs how many super bowl wins and because of that fans are really tough on the vikings quarterback kirk d cousins for his primetime record he fell to 0 and 8 in monday night games after the seahawks beat minnesota last night now it wasn't kirk cousins fault I'm waiting for Minnesota to win a game when Cousins doesn't play well. And he didn't play poorly last night. But they need to sometimes pick him up. You know, we've seen that with some of these quarterbacks. The Chiefs did that with Patrick Mahomes this past week. He didn't play great. 
you know, Lamar Jackson didn't play great against the Niners, but they picked him up and they won those games. Minnesota hasn't done that. Those four losses, when Cousins hasn't played well, they haven't won those games. On the flip side, Russell Wilson Jr. the third knows how to win. Sometimes it's a little too close for comfort, and I was looking at the numbers here. Nine of the Seahawks' ten wins this season have come by eight or fewer points. First team in NFL history with at least nine wins by eight or less points in their first 12 games of the season. Conversely, you have my Chargers, who find a different way to lose all the time. They lose those close games. That's the difference. Here are the Chargers, eight losses this season. 3 points, 7 points, 7 points, 7 points, 3 points, 2 points, 7 points, 3 points. That's the difference. Quarterback coaching, and you know we see this with Russell Wilson almost week in and week out. He's a Hall of Famer, and you can pretty much guarantee 10 wins every year for a Russell Wilson-led team. And you don't have a lot of stars there. You know, there, there's not that legion of boom anymore. You know, Clowney is a star. Your receivers are, you know, it feels like invitation only. You're not quite sure who they are. You need a program. Uh, you know, Tyler Lockett, we know. Uh, Metcalf got a lot of hype in the draft and the combine. But, you know, Hollister, Moore. So Russell Wilson is doing so, and, the, and they're leading with their running game. It's the same formula. They run. You got two running backs. Penny and Carson looked good last night. And I really think that they tired out the Vikings in the first half and took advantage of them in the second half. You're running for over 200 yards. Still comes down to Russell Wilson making a couple plays. And Seattle now is leading the NFC West, and the Niners fall down to the number five seed. And as far as the Vikings go, you know, if they don't pick it up here, I mean, you want to hold off the Rams, but you're going to be playing on the road starting the playoffs there. Yeah, McLevin. One of the receivers is named David Moore, and I just looked up his college. He went to East Central. Is that possible? Like yes. no, no state? Just they East don't Central? say what state. He's a seventh-round pick in 2017. Had a big touchdown last night. I had to look it up. You want to guess the state? You actually probably will guess it. East Central Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why does it feel like Oklahoma? But is it the eastern part of the central part of Oklahoma? That's what I don't understand. Is there a West Central Oklahoma? Oh, you could throw out the records books when they play if they if they do. Yeah, well, where's Pippen from? Where's uh, Scotty Pippen? He went he's to a, he's Arkansas. Oh, did he go Central to, Arkansas? Oh, he went to Central Arkansas. Okay, yeah, Is he's not a, like East Central Arkansas. Gotcha. Because it, there are a few schools. If what's that Last Chance U? It feels like Last Chance U. He went there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't watched that in a couple of seasons. Who do you have? Buddy Stevens? Was that what, was that the name of the coach? Goofball. We had the uh, the woman on who helps with all the academics there. She was adorable. She was a great guest. And then I think she went to like Ole Miss or something, Mississippi State. Yes, McLevin. So are all these close wins and these no-name receivers, we're, doing, we're putting together a poll for who's going to win the NFC. Is this a problem for the Seahawks? Oh, boy. They don't feel like a Super Bowl contender. But but they are. And if you have home field advantage, we know what that home field advantage means to Seattle. They've won on the road. Um, you know, you're going to travel. That, that, that team travels as far as running game with Russell. You know, they're used to playing in inclement weather if it was wind or rain. 
So it feels like they can go anywhere to win a game in the NFC. But, you know, it, it's, it's starting to tighten up a little bit here when you're looking at, you know, can the Rams somehow... The Rams got a tough schedule, though. Right, McLovin? Yeah, the Rams got the, I think, the Niners and the Seahawks coming up. So, so I'm looking at the Rams' schedule right now. The Rams have Seattle... Then they're uh, at Dallas, at the Niners, and then they have the Cardinals. So they could go conceivably 0-3 to start out. They could go 1-3, and and then they're not going to make the playoffs. Then you have the Vikings, because it feels like that's the only position that's really up for grabs now. Kind of, even though I'm not sure how up for grabs it really is. The Vikings have the Lions. They're at the Chargers. They have the Packers, and then they have the Bears. So that's it's not easy. It's easier. Yeah, Paul. The Cowboys play the Bears, beatable. Rams, beatable. Eagles, beatable. And then Washington, very beatable. The Cowboys, I think more than anybody, should control their own destiny. Well, they do if they win. Yes, yeah, so what I'm saying is like it, there's not a tough team, not yeah. a very tough team on their schedule. Well, they don't have to look at Philadelphia and go, boy, if... Philadelphia needs to lose a couple of games. If Dallas wins, Dallas is in. But that's not the same with the Vikings. Can you catch the Packers? Uh, Can you hold off the Rams? But last night, that was impressive. I was surprised the mothership didn't show that Big Ten title game between Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson. They did late. They they showed two clips of it. Oh, I thought they would do that to set this up. Yeah, they showed it like like coming off a timeout before a kickoff or something. They showed it real, real quick. Oh, okay. Because I remember we were in Indianapolis for that Big Ten title game. And, and we had had Cousins and Russell on when they were in college a couple of times. And, you know, they had a great shootout in that game. That was, that was a wonderful game. So uh, Brittany Wagner is uh, the woman. She took a job, did, did, uh, so she was last chance you. She moved to Birmingham, took a job with a restaurant chain. Oh, I thought she went to a college. I thought she uh, left last chance you. We liked Brittany. She was great. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. All right. Uh, we'll come up with a poll question. <laughs> did you just thank you, Todd, yourself? Well, I think Todd sent it to me oh. because it was a woman. I thought you were just thanking Todd in general, even though he didn't weigh in. No, no, he sent it to me. Oh. Yeah. No, it has to do with a woman. He's going to automatically Google. I could ask him any, anything else, and then I'll look, and I, I realize he's not even Googling. Blank expression. Yeah. She, just thank you, Todd, and yourself. Yeah, thank you, Todd. <laughs> thank you, Todd. All right, uh, poll question, McLovin, what do you have for me? So we were throwing around that question, who comes out of the Ooh. NFC. I'm not sure, do you put all those teams that we just mentioned, is it... Is there any team of these that does not belong? Cowboys, do they belong on that? I can't, I, well, they're going to be in. Yeah. It feels like. But are they at all a threat? Oh, not, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm the last holdout yeah. that Dallas somehow will get it right once they get to the well, playoffs. Probably have a home playoff game. Packers, for sure. Vikings, I think they're still on that list, right? Or are they, yeah. they fading a bit? Okay. Uh, I guess. Saints, certainly. Yeah. But you haven't talked much about your Saints, by the way. Seahawks. Niners. Yeah. Who wins that poll? Who, That's a really good question. Like, who's going to come out of the NFC? Yeah, like, who will people vote for? I think the Saints? Probably. Probably. Because Saints are 10-2. and two. Um, That division is a mess. The Seahawks still in a tough division. 
Packers at home the next two weeks. So that's certainly they could they could sew up the NFC North. Cowboys, it'd be it would be so cowboy like that they would win the game in Chicago. Right? Lose to Buffalo, win the game in Chicago. The Niners, um, hmm. Niners go to the Saints this week. By yeah, the way. that's tough. Yeah, and then you have the Vikings. You get the Lions though, and that that'll certainly help out. But yeah, it, it certainly you wouldn't it be great if you opened this up in the AFC and NFC, and then you just took the two best teams out of the, the combined conferences there, as opposed to you're going to have the NFC. I I know we say this every year because we think somebody's getting jobbed here, or there's not enough good teams in the AFC. Wouldn't that be great if uh, the NFC teams got in more NFC teams? But uh, you know, I would say people would still look at the Niners and and the Ravens as a rematch for the Super Bowl. But I I I still hold out not hope, but I I hold out the possibility that Tom Brady and the Patriots somehow figure this out. We'll take a break. Reggie Miller will join us coming up. A few things to talk to Reg about. We'll come up with a poll question. Uh, let me see if there are any other headlines that I missed. Chris Peterson stepping down at Washington. Uh, I don't think anybody saw that. Rake, uh, the rankings come out tonight. You got Lakers Nuggets tonight. Michigan at Louisville. Duke at Michigan State. Has Duke played Michigan State this year? It does feel like they've played Michigan State already for some reason. Wasn't that the opener? Oh, it's Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, and Michigan State all yeah. played that opening night. I can't remember who played whom. Whom played whom? Whom played whom. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back. 877-3DP-SHOW. Reggie Miller in the On Deck Circle. It's 13 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. We all know that sleep is important, right? And chances are we're probably not getting enough of it. And speaking of sleepless times, the holiday season is here. So I don't know. Maybe you are somebody who thrives during the holiday season, but I know I get super stressed and I lose a lot of sleep over it. But how do you balance sleep and holiday planning and making time to purchase the perfect holiday gift for all those special people in your life? Well, Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed helps everyone get the proven quality sleep they need that will change their life. And it has individual fit technology only at a Sleep Number store. Discover the comfort for you and your partner. Now, I like a firmer mattress of 70. My partner, she is at about a 40. She likes a little more give to her mattress. That's fine. doesn't even matter. We can pick our own. Sleep Number beds allow you to adjust on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. And that's why it is the perfect bed for couples. Discover proven quality sleep with the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed from $999 only at a Sleep Number store near you or visit sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. That's sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is a way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's geico.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to... 
a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Reggie Miller will join us coming up here in a moment. Mavs at the Pelicans. I got to ask Reg, six weeks ago today, Zion had surgery, I think, and uh, it was supposed to be six to eight weeks timeline, and not back, not back anytime soon. Probably going to be after Christmas when Zion comes back. Might be a good thing for him because rookies hit that rookie wall. He probably won't have that, you know, but if you get... 45 games out of Zion Williamson. So we'll talk to Reg about that. McLevin will have a poll question correctly. Well, it will be a poll question. I can't guarantee a good poll question. Oh, well, what are you thinking? Okay, we were talking about, uh, last night they were talking about who's the most entertaining player to watch in the NFL. Mm. Is it clearly Lamar Jackson? Is there anybody? Yeah, there's a newness to it. Because we've seen Rodgers do this, Deshaun Watson, um, Russell Wilson, even Mahomes. Like, nobody's talking about Patrick Mahomes this year. And then the same question for the NBA came up. Who's the, mo- who's the one guy you must watch in the NBA? So Giannis, Harden, LeBron, Luka. Anybody else in there? Yeah, Paul. Trey Young? I love watching Trey Young. Yeah, I, I tune into him. I love watching Trey Young. But I don't know if people are going out of their way to watch the Atlanta Hawks. Zach Levine's playing pretty well. I don't think anybody's going out of their way to watch Zach Levine. Let's uh, bring in Reggie Miller. Reg will be on the call tonight. Mavs and the Pelicans, along with Kevin Harlan and Christian Ledlow. That'll be 7.30 Eastern on TNT. Reg, good morning. Hey, um, any time frame on Zion Williamson? What's the word in New Orleans? From what we are hearing, um, we did their game a couple weeks ago in Phoenix, and uh, David Griffin, the general manager president of the Pelicans, told us uh, mid-December, that was the timetable. That's what they had circled uh, on their calendar. Um, I'm not quite sure he's actually on the court doing court work, so I don't know if this is viable information, but he came up to me and said that uh, right before Christmas time, uh, perhaps, you know, the unveiling of Zion. Can you be too cautious with him? They're going to be cautious. You know, he is that type of uh, franchise-changing player, and they are going to, uh, you know, be very cautious. And, you know, if you want to call it load management, I don't think they're going to um, overdo it, especially, you know, the first couple weeks as he comes back. Um, Because really, no one's really seen him other than him walking into the arenas. Um, They haven't seen any court work. So, uh, again, you know, the weight issue, I'm sure, is going to come up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the mobility. You know, how is he going to be able to move with all that weight uh, on those knees? The Bucks are now 18-3. and three. They won 12 in a row. Why? Is, they don't seem to garner any headlines. Why is that? It's a lot like, uh, you know, San Antonio during those championship years, right? They just play, you know, the same way. They have a superstar, obviously, in Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, the MVP. But other than that, the casual fan probably can't name another Bucks player. Uh, the hardcore, you know, they yeah. know the All Star and Chris Middleton, but could you name another Bucks player? The casual fan probably could not. So they fly under the radar. They do play an exciting brand of basketball. You know, they put up a lot of threes. They get up and down. They have a 
transcendent player, obviously, in Antetokounmpo. Um, but a lot like the Spurs during their championship days, people considered them boring, right? You know, not exciting. Um, but um, what they are doing, especially for a small market, is unbelievable. And, uh, again, Giannis, front runner for MVP. I think you and I talked about this at the beginning of the season, you know, who was going to win MVP. I, I, I thought it was going to be back-to-back Giannis, and he's proven me right so far. Yeah, I would say LeBron has a I, – I think we look at stories, and I've said this a couple of times on the program, probably too much, but we've seen Giannis, we've seen Harden. Luka will, is getting a whole lot of love, and we've seen kind of a reinvention of LeBron James, yeah. and I think that that helps him, although – Anthony Davis may take some of those votes away from him, but I, if I was looking at how I think the media might look at this award and they're voting on it, they would look at LeBron because now you can write and tell a different story than, oh, the Greek freak, um, yeah, look at those great numbers. And it feels like they want to tell a story. And the media as well will say, you know what, Giannis, he's 24, 25. He'll win plenty of championships. <laughs> LeBron's on his, you know, yeah. on his swang song. It's L.A. It's LeBron. You've got a Mount, Ru- Mount Rushmore type player uh, in his 17th season. We all know what happened last year. Him only playing 50 plus games. Yeah, let's go for LeBron James yeah. winning MVP, especially if he ends up leading the league in assists and averages, you know, 25 points. For a guy to do that in the 17th uh, season is pretty remarkable. But I will say this, you're right, Anthony Davis will take a lot of the votes away from him. I was also wondering about this, that we look at the quarterbacking position and we we sort of adjust according to your age. So we'll look at Tom Brady and go, you know, as a 42-year-old, he's playing okay. Or Drew Brees as a 40-year-old. Will we do the same thing to LeBron James and, and grade him differently on his age and mileage. And I don't know if we'll do that because it feels like the critics are going to be there and they can't wait for LeBron to actually, you know, fall off the ledge like people, you know, Patriot haters are waiting for Brady to fall off the ledge. And this might be the year that happens. But will we, will we grade LeBron a little bit differently because of his age and how long he's played and how many games on that body? I think that's just the nature of the beast. Um, and yes, we will grade. And probably it's unfair because what he's doing in his 17th season is remarkable. Uh, we wouldn't be saying this if he was in his seventh year, right? So um, I look at him different because personally, I, I can attest <laughs> in my 18th year, it took everything for me to even to roll out of bed to get to practice and for him to be averaging a double double and to be playing at this high clip we we view lebron differently and we judge him differently and a lot of, a lot of times it's, it's it comes from him as well right i mean he says and does things that kind of you know push the meter but we look at lebron differently um, so, yeah, I think at, t- at times he's judged unfairly. But, God, man, I wish I wish I could have been playing like how he was playing this late in, in his career and my career. But also, don't you think he's making a statement here? Because everybody wants to christen, you know, Kawhi Leonard, best player in the game. He's playing. He, he said, I don't have load management here. I, I, I think it's one of those, hey, I'm old school. I don't need load management. 
and and he's letting everybody know, uh, you know, that I don't need to sit down back to back games. I think it's a redemption year. You know, everyone was counting him out and saying, okay, as you just mentioned, like you know, the the Tom Brady haters. At some point in time, Father Time is going to catch up to these you know legendary players. LeBron is he's bobbing and weaving. He's ducking. You know, he keeps himself in pristine shape. Um, you know, Taco Tuesdays must be working out there in California. Things are going well for him, right? The Lakers are back. They're winning the best record, you know, in the West. So, hey, more power to him. Yeah, but I, load management would concern me here. And, and we say the same thing about James Harden and the Rockets every year. Like, you know, at some point, yeah. Do they have load management with James Harden? I don't know how you do this. You know, every single night, your team depends on you to get at least 35 points. And everybody knows you're going to be trying to get 35 or more. And, and just that, I mean, that takes a lot to do that every single night in the NBA. Theodore, more so for James Harden. You know, I, I worry. You know, I, I love the numbers that he's putting up, you know, 60 through three. Look. I get it, but at some point in time, right, someone else is going to have to step up. And it's just a lot of wear and tear. At least LeBron has AD, right? Yeah. At least he has AD, and I think he's taken their approach. And you and I and Danettes have talked about this on this show. I think the best course for LeBron this season was to feed AD and run the offense through AD, which they've done. And LeBron has picked his, his, his points when to be aggressive, but he's been more of a facilitator, which is why he's leading the league in assists. So you ride the young gun in AD. Harden doesn't have that, right? And I, I just think over time, and I know he's part of that old school too, which I love. I love guys that can play hurt, can play back-to-back, four and five. I get it. I love that. But at some point in time, it catches up to you, and usually when it does, it comes around April and May. Reggie Miller joining us, the Hall of Famer. Mavs, Pelicans tonight, 7.30 Eastern on TNT. Watching Luka, which I'm sort of fascinated how easy the game looks for somebody who's in his second year, I'm still concerned about Porzingis and his involvement in that offense there. It, it, it still feels like he's an oh, by the way. Is he, is he completely healthy? Well, if he's on the court, he's completely healthy. I just don't think, you know, coming back and being away from the game for almost 18 months, um, I think he's still feeling his way through. And when we did the Mavs-Knicks games um, a few weeks ago in, in New York, um, the way he was moving out on the court, it wasn't unicornish-like. Okay. You know, before he played so free-flowing, and I think a lot of times he's, he's out there thinking, again, it's a new system and it's a new team in Dallas and Rick Carlisle. And I think they're learning to play with one another, with one another Luca and Porzingis. And I think they'll figure it out in time. But I think once he gets his legs, see, I don't think he has his legs yet. And that's just a matter of being away from the court and playing at a high level. Um, but I think once he gets his legs, because I, I think – the, the skill set between Doncic and, and uh, Porzingis, it's so unique because both players can open up the court because of their shooting, and both are, are great slashers. But if you're Porzingis, 
you're right, he's not 100% healthy, but he's finding his way in this new system in Dallas. Carmelo Anthony got Player of the Week. Now, um, I didn't know they... (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, something was in my throat. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, what you were saying. Shouldn't they have Comeback Player of the Week because... Yeah. I mean, he was watching TV three weeks ago, and, (laughs) and it's a nice story, but... I'm looking at some of the numbers other people are putting up, and I don't know. I mean, Harden <laughs> averaged 37. Come on, man. Luka Porzingis, averaged 39. Doncic was averaging a triple-double. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a nice great. little story. It's good. It's, it's a, a fabulous story. It's a and nice I love Melo, and I'm glad he's back. But come on, man. Come on. Can Luka win the MVP? This season? Yeah. He can, but he won't. Not if uh, Giannis continues to play like this. Okay. No. I, I think uh, he is – he might be slightly ahead of Harden. Right now, if I was to rank, I would go Giannis, probably LeBron, Luka, and then James. Does Luka talk trash? He does. Really? Yeah, he does. In Slovenia? <laughs> I, I really can't tell. He, you know what? He's more antagonistic towards the crowd, especially on the road. So it'll be curious to see mm-hmm. tonight because he was taunting a lot of those Knicks fans when we were watching that game. <laughs> there, there is, well, I mean, that's commonplace in the garden nowadays. Hey, you know what? Speaking of the Knicks, man. It, we all know they're bad, right? Yeah. It's time to start thinking about contraction. <laughs> Rele- relegation? What is going – that is – that's bad, man. You can't have the Knicks this bad. Well, the Knicks and Warriors have the same record, but – But the, the Warriors, I get. Yeah. <laughs> the Warriors, I get. Wasn't this supposed to be a new lease on life for the Knicks? I, they had a great like, oh, offseason. Reggie Miller bashing on the Knicks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, but but didn't they have a really good offseason? Isn't that what the hey, f- front hey, office they, said? They got who they wanted to get, right? Apparently, apparently. Okay. And I saw a mock draft, and and you know, obviously it's early that the Knicks would have the number one pick, and they would take Lamelo Ball. See, I don't know if that solves their problem. I think it might add to the problem. They would take LaMelo over James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards? Well, that, that was just the mock draft that I saw. I, I, I don't know. What the, with the Knicks, do you really know what they would do? No, uh, you don't. You don't know. And I do think that he's got a lot of talent, but I do think that you know he's ball dominant and he's probably got bad habits because of where he's played. Um, you know, but he, he can be better than his brother. I agree. Yeah, I, I think he's got... I, I've watched too much ball basketball through the years. When the, when he was a freshman in high school, I started watching him. And, but, you know, he's got some size. I don't have a home life, by the way. But, um, you know, he's got, he's got size. Um, it feels like he's a little more polished all around. Um, but, I think he's a better shooter, obviously, than his brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, although I do, I want his brother to succeed. I do. I do. I, do. I, want, I want the... 
the Ball Brothers. Yes, I love them, but with them comes some baggage as well. It depends on who's coming with them. Yeah, Daddy Dearest is going to be there, and that's that's usually not a good thing. But I will say, you know, if he's going to get two kids into the NBA, that's still pretty good. That is fantastic. Look at the Holiday Brothers, right? Yeah. Three in the NBA. Yeah. That's, balling. that's a ball and family. Credit to the parents and – you know, the upbringing. So I do give the parents a lot of credit in the ball family. If you can get two kids in in any professional sports, that's unbelievable. He's uh, going to be on the call tonight. Mavs Pelicans tune in early, 730 Eastern on TNT. Reg, have fun tonight. And uh, what's the over? Uh, no, you can't do this over under. Uh, I can do it. No. Over under triple double for Luca. For Luca. Yeah. I would definitely say the over. I think he's going to have a big number. I think he's going to have a big night. Hmm. Especially coming off of that emotional high, breaking the Lakers' 10-game winning streak. But don't you think it's interesting, Reg, if I said you put up 39-9-9 or you put up 20-10-10, it feels like people will look at the triple-double as more impressive than they will. Oh, I'm going with the 39-9-9. Oh, I am too. I am too. Yes, yes. But, you know, it's weird how we fall in love with that, that phrase, that term, the triple-double. Like, oh, you had a triple-double. That's why Russell Westbrook won the MVP, because it was really simple for people to understand. It's like, he had a triple-double. For a whole season. Yeah, yeah. N- nobody's had that since Oscar Robertson. Yeah, yeah I agree. Did you ever have a triple-double? One in my 18-year <laughs> career, and I'm going to cherish that one. <laughs> Now guys are getting five a week. <laughs> I know. Well, wait, did you, was it harder to get the rebounds or the assists? Oh, definitely the assists. You think I wanted to give up that ball? You think I wanted to pass that ball to the Davis boy? Yeah, I know. Rick Schmitz? <laughs> definitely the assists. Uh, all right, have fun tonight, Reg, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Love you, Theodore. All right, that's Reggie Aloysius Miller, Jr., the third. Mavs, Pelicans, and, you know, you start to look at Zion here. I would be really surprised if he's back before Christmas. In fact, if I'm the Pelicans, I would have him back. That would be, I'd, I'd have it close to January. Don't take any chances. This is, you're in it for the long haul. You know, and, unless the league is pressuring you to, you know, get him back or you have nationally televised games, just wait as long as you can. Yeah, McLovin. So what is, I think they reset the national schedule of, TV games. Did yeah. we learn that? Yeah. So do they put the Pelicans back on there, risk this happening again where there's no Zion? Oh, I think, you know, that that's where the commissioner probably says to, you know, the GM or, hey, we just, we want to have an idea here off record of, of, you know, we're trying to prepare for our nationally televised games because the NBA ratings are down this year. Now, and, and you would think with maybe the greatest offseason the NBA's ever had, that you would have a little bit more excitement there, but they haven't had that. Yeah, McLeod. Yeah, we had, we were discussing a poll option. What's the main reason for the ratings being down? Mark Cuban said cord cutting, which I don't think so. Well, NFL's up though. I just think it's a lack of a, a buzz there. I mean, Luca to me and Trey Young are must see TV. Zion's not in there, but I'm the one that's going. I, I nobody else is going out of their way to go. Is Trey Young playing tonight? No one is, but I do. Uh. You know, even watching the, you know, the Bucks against the Knicks, and okay, like it's it's okay. It's just there. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing I haven't seen there. 
Yeah, I'm pulling. I would say the big reason, one of the big reasons has to be the Warriors. That was the must-watch team of the past five years in the NBA, and they're, yeah. they're irrelevant. Yeah. They're, out of, they're out of the league, basically, right now. It's not their fault. It's a bunch of injury stuff. And then you mix in no Zion. That doesn't help either. Yeah, McLovin. I think load management's huge. People realize the regular season means absolutely nothing yeah. to these teams. Yeah. Because I can tune into the Clippers, and I don't know who's playing. And even LeBron's wins now, like, eh, who cares? Right? I mean, they're, they're the best team in the NBA, but it doesn't feel like I don't think they're the best care. team. Milwaukee's the best team in the NBA. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, Lake, oh, the Lakers are right there. Yeah. 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 Record-wise, they are. But I, I don't know. You know, are you tuning in to see LeBron pass? I don't, I don't know. It's Like, Doncic and Trey Young are showing you some different things that we haven't seen before. And there's a curiosity. When Zion comes back, there's a curiosity. But other than that... Like, are you interested in the Celtics on a nightly basis? Hey, let me see what Jason Tatum's doing. Okay. The only thing interesting is when Kyrie came back to Boston and they booed him. Yeah, Paul. And some of those teams you mentioned, Lakers, Clippers, Mavericks, Rockets, all pretty watchable teams. Nobody on the East Coast is staying up to watch them. When a game starts at 10-15 on the East Coast, that's a lot of NBA fans up and down the East Coast that don't watch really entertaining teams night to night. Yeah, and now you have the Clippers and Lakers who had the big additions in the offseason, but you have West West Coast time frame. Yes, McLovin. I'm sorry, Ed, and you know I keep harping on this, but I don't think people love watching Harden go to the line 20 times a game. Yeah, you're right. And I've said that I'm fascinated with it, but I'm probably in the minority because I, I don't know if people go, yeah, he just dribbles the ball a lot. He gets fouled all the time. I saw a number. They're going heavier isolation than any team in 20 years. There are less passes than any team. But you're, you, you're fascinated with new offense, like something, you know, you like offense. and different. But you have teams putting up. This is what I found interesting, though, with the ratings. You're scoring 150 points sometimes. You know, teams, you know, this is the new normal, like 130 points. It was years ago that you were going, guys, does anybody score 100 points anymore? So there is a, a, a wide-open style. There's more offense. And normally, you think with more offense, which is what leagues want, then you get more eyeballs. But you haven't had that. You know, the NFL you're going to watch because every game matters. The NBA, it doesn't matter. College basketball, it doesn't matter. Baseball, it doesn't matter. Hockey doesn't matter. And, you know, so you're saying to fans, hey, watch this game. Why? If, if the players don't deem it important, why should I? And if you're a casual fan, then you may not be watching that much. I don't think anybody is, has as sad of an existence as me in watching the Cavs play. <laughs> but, you know, I'll sneak a peek at the Cavs. Because I still think Kevin Love is going to be traded. I just don't know where. I thought he was going to be traded to start the season. All right, we'll take a break. we got our play of the day. We'll decide on a poll question. And we'll be back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. This summer, there's only one trusted place that lets you get in on all your favorite sports betting action. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. And use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Or text BETNOW to 238-669. That's B-E-T-N-O-W to 238-669 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this summer. From Major League Baseball to the Women's World Cup, and all things UFC, betonline.ag has you covered. Visit betonline.ag, and don't forget to use the promo code PODCAST1. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh my God. The play of the day. Check this out. Michael Dixon on to punt. Hughes is deep for Minnesota. Fake punt. It's coming near side. Running the football. He's down inside Minnesota territory. It was Travis Homer. The Dream Police by Cheap Trick. Seahawks Radio Network. Backed up in their own territory. Pete Carroll dials up a fake punt. Fourth quarter goes for 29 yards. The Seahawks travel to L.A. to take on the Rams on Sunday in prime time. Play the Niners in week 17, which could be for the division. That is your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by True Car, showing you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy or sell your next car, visit True Car. Seaton back from Ireland, and he said he had a, a modest celebrity sighting. How would you describe the celebrity sighting in Dublin? I would describe it as a 90s slash aughts alt-rock celeb sighting. Alt-rock. Yeah. All right. I want to say that I saw this artist, singular, either at a Lollapalooza or a Tibetan Freedom concert, if you remember those. They used to do those. The Beastie Boys started those. So that's around the era that I'm talking about. Sort of like... 90-something to 2,000. Yes, Paulie? High-level, mid-level, niche celebrity? Yeah, niche sounds about right. Niche. Uh, Had a pretty good run. Known, she is known. um, Because I was going to say Sinead O'Connor. No, that would have been awesome. I was going Bjork, but that's too famous, I think. Bing, nailed it, Bjork. Nailed it. Yeah. Bjork. Bjork. Yeah, nailed it. I was just going to say, she's known just as much for her outfits, outfits. as she was oh. her voice. Yeah, Bjork nailed it. Yeah. Boom. Where does one see Bjork in, in Dublin? I uh, went to go, I was in Dublin and went to go eat at a place called uh, the Winding Staircase or something like oh, that. Oh, the Winding Staircase. <laughs> and uh, she, we were standing outside uh, waiting to get into the place, and I, so there was a woman standing there, and she looked like she was wrapped in a white blanket. Uh, that was sort of like what her coat was. And I was looking, and I was like, dang. And I asked my wife, I was like, is that Bjork right there? And she was standing on her phone waiting for someone, clearly sort of distressed, like, what the hell's going on here? I'm supposed to be eating by now or something like that. Yeah, she didn't look. She looked like she was waiting for somebody and was starting to get concerned about it. Um, And then uh, within, like, five minutes, people started coming up to her, mostly women, saying, I love you. You're epic. My last album was deadly. I I don't know a song by Bjork. Human behavior? Yeah. Human behavior was really popular. Mm. 
Well, I don't want to get Bjork fans mad at me. I already got Green Day fans mad at me. You already saw what happened to poor uh, Billie Eilish. Oh, yeah. I saw this story. Now, Billie Eilish is a star, and she's 17 years of age. She has the, the popular song, Bad Guy, and, you know, videos, and, and, you know, she's a unique artist here. Well, apparently, she was on Jimmy Kimmel, and Kimmel brought up the name Van Halen, and she didn't know who Van Halen was, and... Then all of a sudden, there's this outrage that Billie Eilish, who's, how does she not know who Van Halen is? Well, she's 17. When's the last time Van Halen put out an album? When's the last time they toured? So uh, to be fair to her, you know, she, she's probably not listening to that kind of music here. If you listen to her music, she's probably not influenced by Eddie Van Halen or David Lee Roth. Yes, This probably happens once a decade where some young pop star doesn't know a random band from 20 or 30 years ago and a certain generation of people of that age group gets so offended how can you not know who this is but didn't this happen to avril lavigne well avril lavigne got nailed once because she was again like 16 or something like that and she said david bowie instead of david bowie Mm. (laughs) you're like okay big deal I have a little bit more of a problem with David Bowie than I do Billie Eilish not knowing who Van Halen is. There's a rapper named uh, Vince Staples, and he, when he was younger, he was like in his, I don't know, 22 or something like that. He said that he prefers like early 2000s hip-hop to 90s hip-hop, and people flipped out because, how can you not like Biggie and Tupac? They're the best. How can you not do that? And like, I don't know, maybe because of when he grew up. Yeah, Paul. So if Billie Eilish was born in about 2001, I'm guessing, Van Halen was at their peak... 30 years before she was even conceived. Yeah. That's a long time ago. It's not like U2 that's still touring or even the Rolling Stones that are still kind of active-ish. Van Halen's not even touring anymore. David Lee Roth is setting up residency in Vegas. He's now Van Halen. Their heyday was 75 to 85. That's yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, see. This, yeah, this is more about the age of people than it is about, you know, that she's young and people who they don't want their most important bands somehow lost on a younger generation. And that's why I'll never forget Green Day as long as I live. <laughs> I've studied up on Green Day. I'm an expert on Green Day. And I love Bjork, too. I got to go to the rock. Oh, she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Monday night is podcast night for the Los Angeles Lakers. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.